our SEO podcast, we have the multi-talented entrepreneur, Lindsay Phillips. She's a content coach, one of the most respected and trusted marketers in the world. She's also the co-host of the REI Marketing Show podcast. Welcome, Lindsay. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, one of the most important things we always think of is to start is how to get a hold of you. How do we contact you? The easiest way is if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com and then of course there's contact or my social. I'm usually in Facebook the most, um, but of course I'm in LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and, um, but yeah, if that's the easiest way to hit me up. So I know your business pretty thoroughly, but if you could give our listening audience uh, your business in one sentence. Tell me what it is and how you guys work. We help entrepreneurs um, deploy content marketing and publish and promote to get more exposure and uh, higher conversions. It's really interesting how you work too. I found it fascinating when I was watching all your videos and listening to all your podcasts. How did you fall into this? It's kind of like a niche. I know, and it's it's been a while. It's been a strange path. Um, I used to have my own business way like years ago, um, exporting vehicles to the states. Actually, doing all the you know DOT and customs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you know had young kids and didn't want to have my own business anymore. And then once the kids were small and we moved, I just felt like you know I was working part-time, um, making $11 an hour. I had another uh, nonprofit job. Um, and it was just like, I'm, I'm more than this. Do you know what I mean? And I wanted to have more freedom and have more time with my kids. So really wanted to work on my own again. So I had a friend that was doing uh, virtual assistance, so VA work. And I was doing that on the side. So then I was doing that and the two other jobs and I was burning the candles at both ends. And um, just through networking and stuff, um, landed my own client and made way more per hour than I've ever made. And it was just like, you know, I, I like this. Like I loved social media. I loved the VA work. I loved learning new things in online marketing. And then I bit the bullet and quit the job and went all in. I mean, I did it part-time, so it was all kind of organic, right? And I did, I got another client, I was doing the VA work. Um, and then, you know, as my kids got older and went to school, then I was able to kind of go more full-time. I ditched the other job. And so I had full-time income doing VA work. And I was burning the candles at both ends again. So hired a team member got a couple of more so just grew and grew and then after a couple of years i was just kind of i don't know i wasn't happy you know when you're like you're just on autopilot doing the things you do and you're like mm, i'm not loving this and when you don't love it it's like what's the point right <laughs> um so i ended up saying no to some jobs and i thought how, how on earth do you say no to money <laughs> But honestly, saying no was like the best thing I've ever done. And I loved the part of like content marketing. Um, I loved the creativity, you know, making graphics and, you know, leveraging content and blogs. And I was doing really well with some of my clients and they were getting great results. So I decided I'm going to say no to any admin type VA tasks and only focus on content marketing. 
and on it was scary like to to make that switch and niche down because a lot of people think if i niche down the opportunities that i have are going to diminish and i'm, I'm going to have a smaller pool of prospects but um that is one huge lesson I, that i learned because that is an absolute myth the more you niche down the more you up level as an expert and the more sought after you are and the higher you can charge because your your value and your worth is that much higher so once i made that switch it's like this flood of leads came in um which was amazing and then grew to a team i think there's i lose track sometimes <laughs> there's i think 10 or 11 of us and um and yeah i haven't looked back it's funny the way the way you teach entrepreneurs it's a very uh knowledgeable matter of the fact so it's almost like you learned it um uh by the seat of your pants so to speak or you learned it through trial by error is that correct or did you, were you absolutely i mean i did take some courses and you know seminars and workshops um you know was a part of a mastermind had a business coach which i think is really crucial so that you don't you know run after shiny objects and that what you do is logical methodical and it's going to move your business forward um so those things really helped and again you always have to learn like reading books or you know webinars or following certain um industry leaders um and seeing what they do and what they teach i think that is definitely a crucial part what do you think um through your journey maybe something that like was an error something that you failed at that really turned it around and um you turn it into a positive because I, I kind of feel like when I listen to your podcasts and I listen to your shows, um, uh, you get that inner sense of uh, how to complete tasks in a way that it, it's, it is user friendly and you kind of get it like right away. So that comes from, you know, not just inertia. I would imagine it comes from a, a place of actually doing learning the hard way <laughs> I, I would imagine but I, I you know I don't know so I mean I think there's a lot of good things that actually come out of failure if, if you use it properly absolutely I mean I'm naturally um, very methodical logical and like I like things in order and sequential and some people call me a control freak or you know type a call it what you want um, so that parts within me anyways but yeah, I like I was saying um, when I flipped to content marketing and we grew too fast. Absolutely, there were a lot of mistakes that I made. You know, dropping the ball and you know, admittedly um, making mistakes on my clients' work or um, or my team has made mistakes, which is really on me as the leader and the teacher, right? And so I remember bawling my eyes out. I was so stressed. And of course my coach is like, this is what you wanted. You're busy, like suck it up and just deal with it and fix it. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so I really had to change the way I did business. So I had to change the systems, procedures, um, training, how I trained my team, how I onboarded my team. Um, just how I structured the company even and who did what. And so that that was a tough lesson to learn. And it took a couple of months, but once I kind of dialed that in, something changed in my head. It's like, okay, everything needs a system, which I kind of knew anyways. But when you're so busy, you're just flying by the seat of your pants. Um, and you need to take that extra time to really get a system in place. 
And so, and it's not like I built that system and it served me for the past, you know, three or four years. I've had to adjust and change. Actually, um, we do podcast launches. I've done a ton over the past, you know, couple of years. But I was doing a couple of launches last month and I'm like, something's not jiving. Like it's, there's like a, there's a gap, right? There's an open loop and something's just not gelling. And so I actually revamped the way I do my podcast launches, how I communicate with the client, how we document things so that it's easier on me and my team and that I can offhand it to my team a little bit easier, but it's also easier on my client. And it's much more, again, laid out, methodical, less questions coming my way, less back and forth. So you always have to change those processes to meet where you're at. So that was that was huge. And again, my brain is built that way and, and making things kind of like methodical. So when I teach, you know, content marketing or podcasting or podcast launches, I'm very like, here's step one. And I like to just like get to the point and, you know, get the bullets of, of what's needed. I'm not, you know, wordy with this and that and going off on tangents. I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. Cause that's the way my brain works. Was there a, a particular light bulb moment that actually made you be like, oh man, this has got to change. So the, the, what is the actual, if you could tell me, this is what caused it just so people know. Cause I think if you give examples, people will know like, oh, that's the same thing that I'm doing. I have to change. Absolutely. I mean, just again, recently with the podcast launches, I just found that the client was asking, like, if, if you're getting a lot of questions from your client or your team, and it's the same thing over and over and you're repeating that. And to me, it's like, I like to be efficient and clear communication. And if my team or my um, clients feel sort of like still a little bit confused and don't feel like it's a clear path on what they need to do, then something needs to get fixed. Or if there is too much back and forth and too much communication, like that is like, it's a waste of time, right? Like let's let's dial it in so that there's a system so that it's super easy, super clear and efficient on time. Cause time is money on my clients end, my team, myself. And it's like, we all have so much to do in the day. And like all those little things can drive you like batty. And if you have all those, you know, communication issues that are sucking up your time or you find you're having to do certain things over and over and over again, you're like, okay, I need to step back. How can I create a system or a structure or communicate better with my team or my clients so that down the road or the next time I do it, it's that much more efficient and it's just bing, bang, boom, done. Um, I just, yeah, I, I hate when things are not efficient. And uh, how did your team react? Because it seemed like you were working uh, probably a while before you guys pivoted and set up a structure. Yeah, they were like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. And I've even had a team member that um, left and had a different opportunity. And we parted on good terms and stuff like that. And then after a year, he was like, this isn't working out for me. He's like, honestly, you were the best person I've ever worked for. You're so organized, you have systems, and I really enjoy working with you. Can I come back? <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. Um, so I find that they really appreciate that. And really, like from an employee perspective, they wanna know what's expected of them, 
they they don't want to have to ask questions all the time. It it, it sucks, right? Um, they want to be able to feel empowered to do their job, figure things out, and have a clear path of what they're doing each day. And it's it just makes it so much easier. And they feel good about what they're doing because it's like bing, bang, boom. Oh, I bang that out. Awesome. On to the next week's episode or whatever it may be. They just feel like they, they know where to go without having to ask questions all the time um, so that they're independent. With all that being said, so I'm a new client, right? So what, like, what are the, some of the 10 tools that we can use to start my own podcast? And I've, I've read several things on your approach and everything like that, but I really think it would be really good to uh, explain to the listener how you go about it. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to launching a podcast and it can feel super overwhelming. You're like, what if I miss a step? What if I, and even just figuring out the technology and it's like, it's just exhausts the brain even thinking about it all. So, um, but there are a few things that are super crucial. And the first one is kind of like laying the foundation. You need to know exactly who you're speaking to as a podcaster, what your message is, what the title is, what the description is, so that people understand, oh yeah, this is a podcast I want to listen to. It's totally for me. And even like thinking about your, I call it a podcast script. So like in the beginning of a podcast, hey, I'm Lindsay Phillips with the, you know, REIM marketing show, blah, blah, blah. Here's what we're doing today. Here's what we're talking about. How you introduce a guest, you know, the blurb that you say when the show's over and, you know, ask people for a review on iTunes or go to your Facebook group or whatever it is. Like you have to have that pre-written and ahead of time so that you're not flying by the seat of your pants. So you kind of need to lay that groundwork and think about, you know, what do you want the cover art to look like? How does it represent you? Is it matching your branding? So people kind of jump into signing up for stuff and getting the tech part. And then they're like, oh, I need to do all that part. So you really need to get clear in your mind, kind of what you're doing and why ahead of time. And then when it comes to the tech, I mean, you know, you, you host video on YouTube. So audio, you also have to host it. So I love Libsyn. Um, I just find it super easy to use. It's got great stats and stuff in the background. So Libsyn hosts your audio. So the actual audio file, the, the description and show notes of the episode, the title, and a bunch of other little pieces. So you have to sign up for Libsyn. You need an iTunes um, account, like just your, your iStore account. Um, because you always want to submit to iTunes first. It's almost like um, iTunes is like the grandfather of all podcasting and audio. Um, and a lot of directories, actually all the other ones, um, will either take the um, iTunes link to like pull, pull the episodes into their uh, software or your Libsyn um, RSS feed link um, to, to kind of pull those audio and that content and populate it. So it's, it, it's, it's just like the industry standard. It's, it's the main one that everyone has on their phone. It's the, it's the most listened to. Um, so you definitely want to tap into that audience and you know, the reviews, you're able to leave reviews for people on iTunes, which is really important because you can leverage those, um, reviews and testimonials, if you will. So once you kind of submit to iTunes, it's like 
I don't know how to describe it, but like that's like the big daddy. And then obviously you're going to like push out to all the other offshoots. Um, so it's just kind of like the grandfather of audio, I guess you could say. We have some of the basics down and stuff like that. What, what, what do you think would be uh, a strategy that you use? Okay, you have your podcast, you decided on your guest, your intro, your outro, some of the basics are down. Okay, now how do we grow that audience? How do we make it so we market it to, to the world? Do we, do we pick a lane? Do we stick to a niche or do we go out worldwide? Do we want a million viewers, uh, listeners? Do we want um, a targeted audience that will bring us back customers? That's a great question. Um, and I find a lot of people have different goals for podcasting. So they go into podcasting because they want to monetize it or get sponsorship money. Well, you really need to have like a crap ton of downloads in order to monetize and get sponsors. So you need to know that up front. You also need to know that it takes a while to build an audience. Like it can take a year. I mean, if you already have like a, a ton of followers, a list of like 10,000 people, then yeah, you're going to get there faster, but it does take a while. And in all honesty, numbers are not the reason why you should get into podcasting. Um, I remember the first year of my podcast, um, I, I didn't have a lot of downloads and that was okay because the people that listened, cared about what I said, felt that I was a trusted advisor and an expert and they contacted me to help them out with XYZ. And so it was a great lead generator as well. So that's what helped me grow my e-list, but also get more clients. And the second point is that by having a podcast and being on other podcasts, people have a certain perception of you. So your authority platform and your authority status is automatically raised. So I remember people will be like, oh my God, you're everywhere. You're on podcasts. You got your own show. Like, you know, woohoo. Like you must be someone, you know what I mean? Like, and people have that perception. Um, and so you get invited on more shows or you get like um, even more like celebrity guests on your show, which of course increases your exposure like a crazy amount because they've got a bazillion followers. Um, it just opens up the door to more opportunities. I got invited on summits, on gift giveaways. I've spoken at PodFest live and I'm on PodFest again next month. So you are seen at a higher level and then you just have way more opportunities. And then also the level of clients that you can have are so much more higher. So you can um, just kind of up level the types of clients that you have because of that perception. And then you can even charge more for the services that you have again, because of that. So it is such a huge authority builder that it's like that to me is way more important um, than how many downloads I get. Um, and the other thing is, which uh, quite surprised me, Chris, is doing you know a ton of interviews over the years, just the amount of connections that you have with people. Like I've met the coolest people and like I'm friends with, you know, Jan in like Finland. Um, and we've like partnered together on things and he is a doll. We've been friends for years and just like some people that we've just become good friends. And honestly, we've never met. 
Um, but you just connect with people or like, and they end up referring you to people or asking you on some other show or connect you with another podcaster just to have that ability to connect with more people and network open up your opportunities but just chat with cool people and learn things i remember doing interviews and i'm like oh i really want to know about facebook ads or whatever it is right and get like the best juicy um golden nuggets and then so i'm like oh i want to interview this person because i want to know how to do xyz Granted, it's going to, you know, serve my audience, but I was like taking notes. Like you can kill two birds with one stone. You can learn a ton, <laughs> meet someone cool, build your authority status all in the same time. I, I think that can't be said enough is because I think in the world of marketing, people focus on the number of downloads, but they really should focus on the conversion rate. How many customers am I going to get from said podcast? Because I think what people really need to learn and i think you have a really good way about teaching it is it's the targeted audience you really have to know your audience yeah and i think um the way you go about it especially on your rei marketing show podcast you really teach the audience how to uh engage in their specific clientele as opposed to a worldview you're almost narrow it down so like if, when i'm starting something if i just mimic you I know I might only get, say, like 100 downloads, but maybe if I get two customers out of the 100 downloads, it's it's way more important than getting 1,000 downloads. Oh yeah, by far. The way you go about teaching and stuff like that, I really think that that's a way that uh, other entrepreneurs should really mimic your success because I think it'll bring them you know, new customers or get their message out in a clearer format quicker. Thanks. Um, I do want to point out one thing though that I find you absolutely want to, you know, find people that have like dialed it in, that have a process that you can teach things in a way that you understand and can actually start implementing versus just learning for the sake of learning. But I do find that some entrepreneurs will want to copy another. So like I you sometimes use Frank Kern as an example because he is like, whoa like he's such an amazing marketer right but what he does or his system for doing lives and and making whatever he's doing is call to action is is webinar that may work gangbusters for him but you can't copy someone verbatim and expect it to work for you because you have a different personality you have a different list a different avatar a different solution um, it's just, there's so many little variables. You can take pieces of their strategy and, and definitely like, I'm like, absolutely use other people's strategy if it's a fit for you. But I find some people were like, oh, we got to do what Gary V is doing here, here and here. And I'm like, not necessarily like it, it your audience might be like, what are you doing? <laughs> it just may not resonate. Right? Yeah. So can you tell me how you teach, uh, entrepreneurs? how they can have their own voice by taking a good mix of some of those people that you just explained, but really developing their own style, their own message, and how you go about it. That's a great question. No one's actually ever asked me that before. Um, I find you really need to get clear on who your avatar is. Who are you trying to uh, attract? Avatar is basically like you pick your best client or three of your best clients that you're like, oh, I want more of them. They're like, 
they're perfect, I have great profit margins on them, they're easy to work with, whatever. Whoever your ideal perfect client is, that is your avatar. That is quote unquote your perfect client. So you need to map out all their characteristics, all their pain points, everything about them so that you know how to attract more and you're not just like putting the fishing rod out there and just hoping you get a nibble. You want to like get the right bait, the right rod in the right lake so that you can get the best fish, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so like the, you know, their demographics, do they have kids? Do they have a, a six figure business? Do they have, are they not quite at six figures yet? Like what are their revenues? What are they really struggling with on a day-to-day -day basis? Like what are they scratching their head about? What are they like, oh my God, at the end of the day, what are they stressed about? What do they love? Um, are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Snapchat? Like where are they hanging out? Do they, like if, if you're going after, you know, 70 year old people for whatever product you sell, um, you're not going to be doing a podcast because most of them um, demographically are not listening to podcasts or barely even know what that is. So you have to you have to meet that person where they are, what their interests are and kind of like how they learn. Um, so you have to really map that out to be able to then, you know, do your content and educate them and serve them in a way that you're going to attract the type of client that you want. Once I have uh, that, right? So as I'm doing my podcast, how do you make it so it's your own? How do you really like yeah. get to that level? And I think you have a pretty good way of teaching people. So oh, I think if you could explain that process, because I really think it could help uh, the listener. In all honesty, I just feel like you have, it sounds corny, but you have to be yourself and you can't try to mimic other people. I remember Chris, when I um, started doing my podcast and also doing videos, I was scared to death. Cause you see like Marie Forleo and her videos are like perfection, yeah. you know, and they're all like pre-recorded and her hair. So you feel like, oh my God, I have way too much to live up to, or I need to replicate that person, their persona, how they deliver things. And, but then I actually saw a video that she did like way back when in her kitchen, like probably a kid running around and like on her computer. And I'm like, she started somewhere and worked up. Do you know what I mean? So it made me feel like, okay, I can just start and do it and, and not pretend I'm someone else. And I've done videos where I'm not in a perfect environment or my hair is not done, but I just care more about giving tips that people are gonna, that's gonna help people than, than how I'm speaking, what I look like. You have to just kind of think about the person that you're speaking to. And if you're sincere and you want to like, oh man, I remember back in the day when I didn't know X, Y, Z and I was, I was just killing myself. And so I, I want you to not have to go through that. So I'm going to teach you this, this, and this. Um, and if you're coming from a, an authentic place and you actually care about the person that you're attracting and you know, don't be afraid to be yourself, then 
you're naturally going to attract people like they people can spot fakeness away like there's no tomorrow right and people will listen to and connect with people that they're like hey i could have a beer with her like next week and hang out or i would love to have a chat with her or just people that you like you know what i mean um i see lots of entrepreneurs out there that i'm like they are banging and out they're doing really well but when they're doing videos and they're like all perfect i'm like i just don't connect so i'm like meh scroll up I would rather see someone that like, I don't know, is just like genuine. And this is just me, everyone's different, right? But I used, I don't know, you just connect more with people that are genuine and actually teaching things instead of fluff and self-serving that are actually gonna help people. And so, I don't know, that's my perspective. So, so once you have the podcast done, I think what people really forget, a, a, a very important uh, part of the podcast part, uh, process is marketing mm -hmm. and and like the use of seo and the use of social media and i think um not only is it an important step but to spread out the word i, I really think uh for it to be a success you have to use those channels and i think in your teaching methods i think you really get into some of that nitty-gritty a myth sometimes is that you have a podcast and it's out on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and stuff like that. And just somehow magically, all these people are going to come flooding to your podcast um, without much effort, which is totally false. Um, you have to be everywhere and you have to be repetitive in promoting it. You can't just, you know, publish it on your website and, and do a couple of social media posts and that's it. You really have to make sure that you're everywhere. So um, obviously do social media posts to share the blog or share the podcast. And don't be afraid to share old podcasts over and over again and reuse that because the content's still awesome. Um, and same with, um, you know, obviously having it on your website so that people will go to your website, you'll get more organic traffic. Um, you, it's a place where you can convert people to leads, which is a whole different topic, but just making sure that you have it on your website. Um, make sure you can even post it as an article on Medium. Um, for those in real estate investing, you can post it on Bigger Pockets. They've got a platform where you can post articles. LinkedIn um, gives you the ability to post articles. Um, email your list. It's amazing how many people forget to email their list when a new podcast goes live. I'm like, you have a captive audience to share your podcast. Um, and, or you can even do a video, you know, about the podcast and a couple of tips that you've, you know, you've shared and then link to the podcast. So it's another way of kind of leveraging that content. Um, if you do a video version of it, um, you can put it in IGTV. You can make, um, you can take little snippets. So there's like um, audio, get audiogram, wave, um, headliner. So you can actually take a snippet or like a one or two minute uh, clip of the audio and put that on um, IG stories or Facebook stories or social media in general. It's just another way of like grabbing someone's attention and giving them a little snackable bite about the podcast. And the more they see, they're like, Ooh, that was a really good little soundbite. Um, I want to listen to more. I want to listen to the whole podcast. So it's a way of capturing those people's attention. You can transcribe it. You can pull out quotes from your podcast. 
um, and then use that as social media and then have your little podcast icon, of course, and you can, you know, here's a little tip from my podcast, you know, if you want to listen to the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. But even just that visual recognition, oh, Lindsay has a podcast. I see that little, that quote was from that podcast. And so just knowing that you're getting more exposure and you'll get more listens. And again, it's, I'm all for leveraging one piece of content multiple ways. Um, so just get it out there in, in many different ways and just think outside the box of how you can use that content to pull little pieces out and use it. Yeah, and then you, everyone thinks you're everywhere. <laughs> I think you said it well by leveraging your all your sources that are at your uh, fingertips and many of them are free. So yeah, absolutely. A lot of eyeballs that can like further target your audience. You did uh, say something within your uh, question that I want to circle back to the call to action. Okay, so you have the podcast. And now, um, what's the importance of a call to action if you're trying to attract new customers? You know, how do you go about teaching that to your entrepreneurs? For sure. Because really, like in podcasting, you have that relationship and connection with the listeners, but you can't like reach out direct. You have no way of knowing kind of the specifics on who's listening and you can't like email them unless they email you kind of a thing. So, the name of the game is to convert them to your e-list so that you can nurture them, build a relationship and convert them to a sale. So you want to make sure, you know, in your intro and in your outro, you can even have like a little commercial blip in the middle or, you know, this podcast is brought to you, you know, by my REI marketing services where you can get a done for you package, you know, go here for this. And so like for me at the end of my podcast, Currently, we, hey, if you want more, you know, tips and strategies on how to grow your real estate investing business and know how to market it, um, go to our um, REI Marketing Facebook group and I give the URL. So you want to push people um, and give them a place to go, whether it's a free checklist, whether it's your Facebook group, whether it's a free a webinar or training, make sure it's a URL, it's super easy to remember and write down because um, you want them to take an action. You want them to get on your e-list or digest another piece of your your content. And uh, after you have that, then how do you either further um, address your new customer or the new contact that you created via the funnel that uh, we just discussed? So I find that, um, you know, when, when you have a new person on your e-list, whether it's through a contact form or a lead magnet or whatever it may be they may know you they may followed you for like a year but they may not know you from Adam um, so you also need to educate them on who you are what you're about and how you can help them and the second thing is is that can I ask you something real quick yeah. how do you do that do you ping them an email yeah I'll grab that in a sec yeah I'll uh, elaborate on that I just okay. also want to say that um, when someone does sign up for a lead magnet, you can't just give them the thank you and give them the download and kind of step away. Cause I mean, how many times have you opted in for stuff and then not actually read it or not watch the video? So you want to do an engagement sequence where there's, you know, three, four, five emails. Hey, you know, reminding them about a part in the training, you know, click here in case you haven't watched it yet. So just to kind of remind them, oh yeah, I really wanted to listen to that. Oh yeah, I really wanted that checklist to do this 
you kind of need to remind them, right? Yeah. Now, while you're doing that, you also want to um, indoctrinate them into who you are so they can get to know you, right? So I call it an indoctrination sequence. You can either weave it into the engagement sequence and also kind of talk about yourself and stuff like that, or you can do a separate uh, sequence. And people are like, oh my God, that's too many emails right off the bat as soon as they sign up. Uh-uh, get them while they're hot. They're interested in something that you have to offer. Email them every day for like 10 days, seven days. They're not gonna, they're like, ooh, more stuff. Ooh, a freebie, yay. Oh, an extra tip. Like they're like starved for something, right? So they're gonna wanna hear from you and they may not read three of them, but they'll read a couple of others. So you, you need to kind of layer that. So the indoctrination sequence, you need to, you know, tell your story. Like people are compelled by why you're doing what you're doing and, and they can relate to you. Like, oh yeah, I'm totally in that spot. Oh, you've been there, you, you understand me. So tell your story, put a video in the email. You know, hey, I really wanna connect. Here's my story, maybe it resonates. Let them know that, um, hey, you know, glad you got this lead magnet. You know, I also have a podcast, you know, some great strategies, it's free. Thought you might like to listen. Here's the three top favorite episodes that I found really helpful or this person found helpful and share that. And then another, hey, did you know I've got a Facebook group? Have you joined yet? I just wanna make sure that you're in so that you can, you know, enjoy my live videos. And then here's a link, you know, join in. And then, you know, you don't wanna be salesy. You don't wanna like shove, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. You want to serve and share what resources you have, what services you have, what you're about, and then down the road you can like, you know, how you doing with this? You know, if, if you need to take it to the next level or you need to um, have someone do it for you if you're struggling, let's get on the phone. I can help you. So just don't be salesy right off the bat. <laughs> And uh, so what a lot of people don't realize, um, how do you do that sort of thing? So what uh, we use is a CRM. Um, a lot of people use a CRM and, uh, you know, customer relation uh, management software. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how, does, how does you and how do you and your team and what do you teach? So for new entrepreneurs, because that's a big time element. It is, yeah. And, and thankfully, um, with the systems that are out there today, you can automate it all so we have writers on staff that will write it for our teams you know the indoctrination the engagement sequence even like a strategy call sequence you name it and then we set it up in whatever software that you have so i use kartra um but a lot of my clients use infusionsoft active campaign mailchimp um i mean there's so many honestly um, but they have the ability to, once someone says yes to this, then they get these emails. If they click on this, then they can get this. So, and it's just like, as soon as a new lead comes in, bing, bang, boom, they get all those emails and you don't have to do anything. You just set it up once and then you just monitor it. Like, hey, what are the open rates like? What if this email gets like no opens and change the subject line so that you can? So you do have to kind of like check out the stats and you know, see what the conversions are because you may need to tweak things along the way but um really you can just set it up and let it do its thing it's fabulous yeah it's, it's very good and the, the the power of uh time management is just big as an entrepreneur because like you said a couple times in your answers is you know some days your time isn't your own because you're, oh yeah 
spinning in many different directions and you you have to put that fire out because no one else will totally and there are people that it's like okay i know i can give this checklist i know i can do a video and serve people but i don't know like i'm a real estate investor i know all that stuff but i don't know how to do xyz and that's fine um then you again you hire a copywriter because they one that knows marketing that can write those pieces write your landing page you know hire a va or a content marketing company like myself that can set it all up in the back end proof it with you and then it's done so you've got the vision you've got your know-how you know your avatar but you don't necessarily have the know-how or the time to do all the back end pieces throughout your journey over the last like 4 or 5 years do you have one story that really sticks out that you actually helped a client and it you know it could be a fun element it could be like you know somebody was down in the dumps and now they're you know they're hitting home runs every time they come up to the plate something that really stands out within your your career there was one and she um had all of these um courses in in Gumroad and it was just clunky and and not that great um and she again starved for time and she knew she needed a better system to serve her clients at a higher level and so we took some and put them you know into click funnels and made a funnel and blah blah, blah. um and she was just like she's like I need all this done but I don't know how to do it and I have no time and I'm so stressed out and so I worked with her and I'm like okay let's get this let's get that let's do this and gave direction and I'm like my team can handle this is this okay and so in the first couple of months of working with her and kind of you know learning the nuances and stuff she just cried on the phone one day she's like I, I she's like you have no I, I've worked with other people and um I haven't felt this supported before and you just take like a weight off my shoulders and she's like I just know it's handled and it's done well and I I just she's just like Whoa. and I'm like like that felt so good um so I do get a lot of like that where they're just like or they're podcasting and they're like oh my god all these pieces and I'm not consistent with it because you know I I can't do it myself and then they're like really I just have to record a podcast and you can do the rest and that's it and I'm like yeah and they're like who <laughs> just that sense of relief right yeah is that is that the first lady she's still a client then yeah yeah I love her that's awesome so how do we get a hold of you to promote our own podcast or to learn how to actually do a, a podcast yeah so if they go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com there is a uh, services tabs but of course anyone can email me all the time at captain@smoothbusinessgrowth.com um yeah i'm always willing to help and hop on a call and see how i can serve you and give you less stress and more prospects all right Well, thanks so much for joining us today. So we can check out the show notes because we've also created a link so we can uh, reach out to Lindsay uh, directly and start your adventure in creative content and serve your business needs. So tune in next time for another Ardor SEO podcast. Thanks for listening.